I the last time I went, I didn't realize how much you fall. Oh yeah, because I'm not great at snowboarding. No, and I kind of forgot that like you know the learning curve where if you're not consistently out, out like doing that, it's mm -hmm. just like skateboarding where you're gonna fall a lot if you're not used to doing it. So the last time I went, I took a beating. So I'm kind of like psyching myself up, like okay. We're gonna <laughs> get some bruises. It took me. I go maybe maybe twice a year for the past like four years. Yeah, but I went for the first time when I was fifteen, and nobody told me that you have to like kind of serpentine your way you down the mountain. Carve it. Yeah, back and forth, dude. I just went straight down. I caught yep. a little front edge. I flipped. I broke three of my uh, what are they, the floating ribs in the back. What? And like if you have that much pain in your ribs and you have like that wind knocked out of you, my first instinct was like, I've broken a rib. It's punctured my lung. I'm going to die on this mountain. It was, I didn't, I didn't go again for like eight years. Well, yeah, you get traumatized, especially that young. That's exactly, dude, your snowboard story reflects exactly almost the same age I was when I first went skiing and I, that almost happened to me. I did not break ribs, but what happened to me, <clears throat> excuse me, was I went straight down because mm. my dad's like, we don't need to pay for lessons. What? <laughs> Why would you pay for lessons? Dude, skiing's so hard. You oh, need lessons. Oh, I know. Well, I know you do. Right, go, 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 go. I was going straight down like like Eddie the Eagle, uh -huh. like freaking straight down. And I'm like gaining speed. And then I, I try to start to turn because that's what I was told is you turn a little bit mm -hmm. and then it cuts into the snow. But I was going so fast that it doesn't, I didn't have the, the, the skill set or the knowledge to really know how to mm -hmm. actually stop. And dude... I had to force myself to fall because I was gaining so much speed oh, no. and I started somersaulting down the mountain until I ended up in one of those uh, fences, those no orange. No way. Yeah. You actually fell into I, a fence. I fell into one of those fences. It actually stopped me. It actually worked. The same day that I went snowboarding, I wasn't, I clearly wasn't doing well throughout the day before the rib thing happened. And my other friends were skiing. So they're like, maybe this is a little bit more your speed. Yeah. So I put them on at like the bottom of the hill, usually where they have like the little food cabins or whatever there. Yeah. And the lodges, food cabin, like a, like a, like I don't have no nice things. The lodge. Um, that's like that's like uh, going to a mall and calling a food court. <laughs> like the restaurant those, hall. Yeah, one of those hotel fridges. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you just go there and you get some food. Yeah, it's like, sorry, my white trash is showing. So Dude, I, I'm from Kansas. I I'm feeling you big on all this. I mean, I'm Ohio. There's no mountains. Like, oh no. Even yeah. the hill that I fell down was like 20 feet. Like yeah. it's not big. Everybody else would be like, "Dude, that's not a <laughs> yeah. not at all." But there yeah. was just like a slight horizon right i put on the skis like on a bench downstairs i was like let me just like try them on my friend and i had the same shoe size yeah so we're like oh, i'll just try them on and I, I just stood up in them and i started to slide backwards mm -hmm. down towards the lodge and i had no clue even what to do and i slid so far i hit the lodge like you know in a cartoon when like a skier will like go through the building and it's like yeah it's the that imprint. yeah it, it was exactly that had yeah. i not gone through the wall dude it was so fucking embarrassing. I haven't touched a ski since. Yeah, I, uh, right after that happened, uh, I ended up on the fence. They had to get one of those snowmobiles, those no. ambulance snowmobiles to come. Dude, it was so embarrassing. And then I rode down on the back of the snowmobile, and right after that, uh, I wasn't drinking enough water and I got altitude sickness and I started throwing up the rest of the night. So I literally got in that accident. And so my first night, like skiing in Denver, I was like, I don't think I'm meant to be a skier. I'm like, I'm a snowboarder. That's, that's a sign that I'm a snowboarder. And that you can survive at least. Yeah. And that's the only time I've been skiing is that one time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you people do it. There's no I don't know reason. how you rich white people do it. There's no. How do you rich white how people do it? How do you do it? Uh, it's just also another so thing. expensive. It's like hundred and twenty dollars a day. Yeah, I um I borrowed uh gear from a buddy and then but I I still I still need to rent a board and then you know the pass and I'm like mm -hmm. expecting I'm like all right it's I don't go ever so I'm like okay it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of money. Dude, I went a couple of weeks ago and my roommate he he goes all the time and he has like an extra board. And we're the same shoe size and everything, so I use his boots and all that. We get there. The first time going down the hill, my binding completely snaps off, and I fall like 30 feet down yeah. the hill. Not not like in terrible pain, but I take it to the shop or whatever, and the dude was like, is this your board? And I was like, no, it's my friend's. He was like, you need a new friend. Like, everything on this board is like a, just like a fixed broke. piece. <laughs> yeah, he's like, nothing is original to it. And I was like, is it safe to go on? He was like, I'll probably see you again. Wow. I went down the rest of the day and nothing happened, thankfully. But like the dude was like, 
not a regular <laughs> yeah 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 though they can tell i mean you can also tell when people who are really advanced are going around you and you can even though it's so loud you can't hear them huffing mm -hmm. you know that the way that they're moving around you is like this freaking idiot oh absolutely you always yeah. know you, you always feel know. judged pretty easily yeah there's always some asshole wearing like a basketball jersey like he doesn't get cold on the mountain <laughs> yeah he's sleeveless yeah, yeah it makes no sense all, like, they're too comfortable yeah. I, i'm bundled up with so many layers mostly for padding yeah he has a gopro he's like doing tricks like on his way down it's always some jackass like that yeah dude uh i'm excited did you go sledding a lot as a kid in ohio a little bit. Um, I loved I loved going sledding in the winter in Kansas. Dude, I, I love it too. My friends and I sometimes, whenever we go to like Big Bear or something in the wintertime, mm -hmm. like if we don't go snowboarding or skiing, we'll like rent, like you can buy like a $5 plastic sled sure. and then you just put it on the snow, run, get a running start, jump on it, slide down the hill. Just go so for it. So much fun. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, dude. You know what kids don't do anymore? Shovel snow out of driveways. Did you yeah. do that at all? Oh, yeah. That's how I made money through right? winners. Yeah. My grandpa is, uh, he he's 68 now, and he lives in Columbus, Ohio. Right. Every winter, he's like, I wait for kids to come, like, ask to shovel my driveway. Nobody ever does it, so he has to do it himself. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's um, the people who do it now. You know, like, jobs like... Uh, uh, like websites like TaskRabbit. Do you know those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's like where it's all gone to. That's genius. You know what I mean? Like that would be, I think that that would be the only place now because I think that the parents are a little bit more guarded with their kids now they're, where they're like, you're not knocking on a stranger's door to ask them if, if you want to shovel their driveway. I think it's 50-50. It could be that or is it just kids being lazy, man? Could be that too. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember, we used to like be a pedophile's dream, man. Do you oh, remember yeah. like, usually around holiday time, they would have like the catalogs. You would go door to door and try to sell things. Oh. And people would just be like, yeah, come in. Let's talk about it. I sold candy bars all the time. Yeah, as a kid. right. Like for whether it was new playground equipment. I don't know if it went to that or where it ended up going. I don't think we ever really knew where that money no, was going. No, for the money laundering for sure. Oh, yeah. It was just like, here's this bunch of cash <laughs> that I just collected from around the neighborhood and uh yeah, it's untraceable so there you go school we're just gonna trust you now <laughs> <laughs> and like the biggest reward was like you get a limo ride to mcdonald's oh, for lunch or something yeah. it made like no sense but we're like i have to do this. i have to you know i've never been in a limo i have never no been in a limo? idea what a limo looks like on the inside really no Here, clue. okay here's what i'll say um you have been in nice cars and sports cars and stuff like that and what I will say is you're not missing out on really? anything in a limo. I just feel like I want the space. Here, here's what I'll say. If you're from Ohio and you mentioned being white trash like myself, you will enjoy it because <laughs> that's where we come from. But it's mm. it's for white trash people. It's not it's not something that like accomplished people need. It's Got not. It. It's, it's literally it's so hyped up that that once by the time you get there it's cool because you're like i've heard so much about this mm -hmm. but like as an adult you're like this is this is gonna be a letdown are there seat belts in it there's seat belts yeah oh, okay it's just like a normal car but you don't but that's the thing is you don't really have to wear it because the cool thing is the driver like there is that window that's like mm -hmm. where you're like you can we're gonna leave we're gonna have some privacy back here why do i feel like it's like a two-way like what is it, a two-way mirror and that would be time, funny. The it's a, whole time it's a weird all the focus weird group. He's just there. eating popcorn and he's just like watching all the like <laughs> like teenagers have sex on like prom. He's like, yeah, oh all right, God. here we go. <laughs> Never went to prom. Didn't go to prom. Didn't go to prom. How come? I was I was doing stand up actually. I um, really by that by my junior year I was um, I had just started doing stand up and I was like starting to travel to new places and i think one year i had a show like in atlanta and the next one i had a show in like indiana so i just never went so you you started uh stand up at 16 right mm -hmm. uh 15 at 15 mm -hmm. and so by this time uh you're already a couple years in you're already doing shows in different states a couple years in yeah i got lucky i got i got my first manager who owned a comedy club in atlanta uh, like he found me on twitter when i was like 16 wow on some scooter braun shit now did you have uh when he found you did you have uh, a couple did you have like a clip up on twitter or something at the time i had just did my first guest spot for dl Hughley, who at the time 
if I'm being honest, didn't really know who he was. Like, I had no idea he was, like, a king of comedy. You know what I knew him from? Soul Plane. Amen. When I saw him, I was like, dude, I love Soul Plane. He what did like, he say? He was like, never say that again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the bathroom attendant in a very okay film <laughs> led by Kevin Hart um, before he was Kevin Hart. And uh, I just did my first guest spot for him and I had like posted a clip to YouTube and then this was when Twitter was like, you could talk to anybody because mm-hmm. nobody was really on there. Right. So like, I would just like, this is also how I met, um, who we'll talk about later. Um, so I was just like going back and forth with DL on Twitter, like just joking back and forth with back, back and forth with him. And, uh, my manager had followed DL. So he saw this exchange and, uh, he hit me up and was like, Hey, I own a comedy club. Would love to fly you and your mom out here for a weekend and just kind of meet and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, didn't get sold into human trafficking. So it's um, a W. I think he's actually, I think that manager, I think he's actually on the phone right there. I think he's oh. actually calling in, oh. uh, right now. Hey, this is Gary. Is Matt there? Uh, uh, yeah, this is uh... a. <laughs> oh, no, real quick, that's so offensive immediately. I've been working on trying to get bass in my voice for so long. No, this is a 16 year old, this 15 year old Matt. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> What's terrifying is when I like had first met you, that's probably exactly what I sounded like. Probably. Do you remember that one show that we did? Uh, this was a long time ago. At the, the improv? Mm, not that the improv. We did one. Uh, it would have been maybe after the improv um, years later at uh, the La Jolla Comedy Store. Do you remember that show? No. Dude, it was like me and you and I forget the other comic. We were all co-headlining. It was was such a weird show. I vaguely remember this. The the first memory I have was you and I both had a JFL audition at the Hollywood Improv at like 3 p.m. on like a Monday or Wednesday. Okay. It was just the comics that were performing. Yeah, that sounds about right. And that's it. Yep. And it was miserable. I don't don't think either of us got it. Oh, Um, no. It took me so many showcases before I got JFL. When did you finally get it? Just like a couple years ago. Fuck, man. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Dude, they went from like... They would let me me audition and like the past four times I went were like phenomenal sets. My mm-hmm. second to last time I went, I got a standing ovation at my callback. Oh my goodness. Still didn't Don't you, don't you love that? That you can just crush that showcase and sometimes they're like, not what we're looking for this year. Yep. yep. Fast forward to two years later, not much moved in my career whatsoever. They mm-hmm. go, oh, he's past that now. Well, if I'm past it, let me do it. Yeah. I just want to come to the festival. Oh, of course. So you ended up not, not doing it. I've never been, no. So I, I backdoor, literally everything in my career has been a backdoor, like, how'd you get that? It's like, uh, it's not the conventional way. I went to JFL for four or five years in a row of not doing stand up, but doing other shows at the festival before they invited me. Like what kind of shows? Stand up. Like we did roast battle. We did oh. the comedy jam. I did my improvised stand up show, stand up on the spot there, mm-hmm. which is Technically, that those are the steps. What you do after yeah. you do stand up, but literally, they were asked my manager like, "Why does he even want to do it?" Uh, uh, and I said, "I want to be seen for my stand up. Mm-hmm. I want the other stuff is great, and I'm grateful that I'm here for this other stuff. But you guys haven't even really given my stand up a chance." Yeah. And then finally, I got it a couple of years ago, and then it didn't do anything for my career. Really, nothing? That. No, no, no. I mean, it's not what it used to but be. Who knows though? You never know. It could have led to some other stuff. I mean, at least you're on like maybe certain people's radar now. Certain, Whatever that certain means. clubs, I will say that when I headline there on weekends, they're like, I really, I remember your your JFL set, and I really loved it. No and way. So, so maybe that helped with booking down the line or something like that. I you never know. Have. I mean, it used to be like you know, if you went and you had a good TV set, show. Like you get a fucking TV deal. Yeah. yeah. But is Gary still on on the uh, the the line over there? Uh, let's ch- let's check and see. Okay. Hello, Gary. Oh, thank God. I thought they canceled my phone line. I've been on hold for like six minutes. Is, is, is Matt there? Uh, yeah, yeah. let me go uh, grab him. Uh, hey. Hey. Matt, you sound the same. Hey. How are you, buddy? I just, I just had some milk and I woke up from a nap. What's going on, Gary? Well, that's the recipe for a strong boy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some strong bones, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say I'm so proud of how far you've come from sleeping on my couch and... Not, not getting, uh, you know, not, not getting taken advantage of in the Atlanta comedy scene. Have you ever been to Atlanta? 
Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so you'll understand the segment. Okay. <laughs> you come a long way from doing shows next to a strip club when you were 16 years old and us not getting arrested for child endangerment. And I'm really, really proud of you, man. I wanted to say that. Oh, thank you. Wait, what year is this? Because I was thinking that it was um, that it was like 15 years ago. Oh, we're in the or past. 10 years ago. That's oh, what I thought. Oh, I'm calling you on a landline. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Well, then I think I, I should. Th- I th- wait, are you interested in my talents? Is that... <laughs> sure. Well, what, what, what timeline are we on? <laughs> this is more of like a Rick and Morty universe. you got to just bounce around to wherever you feel like it. Uh, okay, well, because, yeah, my voice gets a little bit deeper over the years. You sound hot. <laughs> That's always a great closer on the phone is you sound hot. <laughs> Click. <laughs> what, f- funny fact about him, and I, and I and I feel comfortable sharing this because he's he's much more proud and open about it now. Yeah. But Gary is uh is gay. Okay. And and being from Ohio, I didn't know any gay people growing of course, up that, whatsoever. Well, that, that's how it was in Kansas for sure. Really? Oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah. It's Until you shock. look back. Mm. later on in your life and then you're like oh i had friends that were gay and stuff but they or i went to school with people who were gay but they just hadn't come out yet you know what i mean yeah it's not like there weren't gay people there it's like you're just oblivious to it because it's not talked about really yeah we had one kid that everyone was like that kid's gay but it was just bullying you know mm-hmm. and now he is gay so i don't know if he bullied him into it and he was like this must be easier to go with the flow or if we all just kind of called it but we should have gone about it that way but also not wrong but gary was like the first gay person i'd ever met but i didn't know he was gay okay he had this partner at the time um who when i first went down the his the, partner at the agency th- that's what i thought it right, was, right, it was right, just right, this right. guy yeah. it was a handsome guy yeah and he was also there when i like when i flew down there to meet him at the comedy club and they were like i thought they were business partners yeah so i went down there oh, they begin some business in, you bro, know what I'm <laughs> my mom called it so fast and was like Oh, they're a cute couple. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, mom, what are you? You're so weird. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, they just dress well. What do you mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even know about fashion. I was like, right. no, they just fuck with neck scarves. Like, <laughs> they're not gay. They just love bracelets, you know? They can't be men who are just well-groomed. Dude, I, I was so oblivious. Yeah. I was, I, I was, I was lucky to... That that experience of going to Atlanta at such a young age was so good for me as a person because I mean you you understand getting like how many of your friends stuck in Kansas are still like the exact same people they don't know much more that I haven't experienced much more of life like it opens you up drastically which is what I needed for comedy oh for I sure. mean it's it's vital otherwise you don't grow also not only you don't you don't grow as a comedian but mm. you don't grow as a person because yeah. you're you're seeing you know it's focused like the magnifying glass on like that ant you know like that's mm-hmm. all you're seeing is that one beam of light your entire life oh yeah not to get um super deep but if i i think the meaning of life is to learn and experience as much as you possibly can in your lifetime i think it's the whole purpose well, that was one of my questions was, what is the meaning of life? So uh, you jumped the gun and you answered it. Was it, were you really going to ask? <laughs> no, oh, damn. No. Okay. Well, sorry. I decided <laughs> to make that, it serious, you guys. No, no. It's also that, fuck bitches get money. So you come you choose your own path. on Jeremiah <laughs> Wonders, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering what the meaning of life is, Matt Rife. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? What do I? So I to put you on the spot. Ooh. What do I think the meaning of life is? Uh-huh. Hmm. You know, it's hard to say what what I think the meaning of life is. I think is to uh, is to experience new love and grow with other people and uh, evolve as much as you can as a person from one point in your life to the end of your life. That's such a husband thing to say. Oh. Oh God, it was beautiful. I can't stand it. Yeah, to man. evolve. You think it that's interesting. I think, I think I think that we are 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 put here with, you know, it's kind of like how it's the culture shock thing of like being a Midwest kid and like moving to California. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 is supposed to happen for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're you're supposed to be born in one environment. It's like uh, having a turtle. Have you ever had a turtle? No, I had plenty of friends. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> we'll get into that later. If you put a turtle in a certain terrarium, okay, if you put it in a little aquarium, mm-hmm. certain like red-eared sliders and stuff, 
will not grow if you put it in a confined space. They literally, their bodies won't grow. But if you put a turtle in a giant place, mm-hmm. it literally grows to a huge size. The same species of turtle. And and it's, a, and it's a constant thing. So I think that we're supposed to be the turtle that is put into the bigger terrarium and we're supposed to experience and grow throughout our life and change like through that way. Interesting. I thought that was about sharks. I think we followed the same f- random facts page on Twitter. Oh, sharks. Same thing. I think so. Yeah. There's probably, there's probably multiple animals that are like that. My uncle owned a shark when I was a kid. He had it in a fucking, like a big ass fish tank. Yeah, dude. And you... we're back to white trash. Oh, dude, absolutely. Dude, it was like a full shark in there. Dude, in like a, yeah, had, we got like... a great white trash over <laughs> here. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Bro, it was like. <laughs> Call me out on my turtle saying I don't have friends, dog. You better, you better check yourself, dude, bro. Not only was this shark in my uncle's, it was like a 12 foot aquarium. Okay. And he had like, he had like a, a 12 inch TV next to it. Like you can see where his priorities laid there's a vcr like 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 installed and this is all in a trailer yes which i don't even think you can have animals in i don't i don't know you probably yeah you probably don't you would probably need a permit or something to to have a shark i would think that you would need some kind of license or something but who knows i don't can somebody look into that i'd like to know actually yeah can you just own a shark can you just own a shark i mean if you're wealthy enough it would make sense but like in a trailer it seems like you know, it seems like somebody like uh, at those trailers who have like a leopard or something. Like where a you're Komodo like, what dragon. You? Yeah. yeah. Like, how did you get this? <laughs> of course. It makes zero sense. Somehow trailer park people have like no connections to get like a running car, but like exotic pets. <laughs> Always. How? I don't know, man. There needs to be more shows about trailer I parks. Knew, I knew a buddy who like he had a cat that was like part lynx. So I was like, how did you get this cat? <laughs> did you see the, the video that was going around of the lady breastfeeding her cat on a plane? I heard about this. I saw a video, and I don't know if the video was real or not, but, like, she was kind of hot. Like, I don't know if I would have interrupted it. <laughs> like, the whole time I was like, what kind of nerd is going to, like, snitch on this hot girl right now? Is yeah. that just pretty privilege? You're like, listen, I'm a feminist. Free the nipple, you know? Like, <laughs> Look, I, I'm a cat. You use a cat, you, you know? <laughs> she, and she's, like, making this whole big deal about it. It's not a cat. It's a lynx. There's a huge difference. Wow. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, a titty's a titty. Yeah, and you were a dog right person now. before, and you're like, I'm a cat person. Now. <laughs> yeah, I fuck, I fuck with felines, yeah, for sure. Cool. I'd cool. risk my nine lives for that. <laughs> Uh, you said you met uh, also through Twitter. Uh, I think you're hinting at it that uh, you met our buddy uh, Ralphie May through Twitter. I did, man. Ralphie May was like one of the best mentors I could have ever asked for. Um, I'll try to summarize a, 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 a story. I brought off uh, before the podcast. I, I said, uh, if you have any Ralphie May stories, I'd love for you to share them on the pod. Just because anytime I have a friend who's a mutual friend of Ralphie. Mm. I just, you know, just to keep the stories alive and stuff like that. Anytime somebody comes on the pod that I knew that Ralphie knew, I'm Mm. like, oh, you got to share a Ralphie story. Dude, he was just the best guy. And I I had asked you, and you said the same thing everybody says. I asked you if you knew him, and you were like, yeah, he was just such a nice guy Mm -hmm. all the time. And he was. Um, I I first met him on Twitter around Mm -hmm. uh, before I actually had met DL. And I was going back and forth with him. I was a massive Ralphie May fan. Um, I didn't like think he was Chaz Bono or something. Like I wasn't like, were you in Soul Plane too? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was a massive fan of his comedy, and he was going to do hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. That's a great club. Great club, and it's about a three hour drive. And I'm like five months into comedy, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, hey, can I do a guest spot on on your show? And he was like, yeah, come through. Wow. But at the time, I'm I think I was maybe 16 at this point. My mom was the one having to like drive into shows and stuff. So like yeah. she doesn't know anything about this. She thinks she's driving to me to Cleveland to like drop me off with this dude. And so she's like making me ask him all these questions. What time do I need to get there? How long? Like, do my parents need to do anything? I'm like bombarding him with questions. And even I was like, this is an- Which, annoying. As a comic, now that we're in that place, mm-hmm. the patience and how nice that is for him to walk you through all that and be like no it's fine man uh, don't worry well the thing <laughs> that sounds exactly like 15 year old me <laughs> what man <laughs> why am i ralphie may at 15 man no this is ralphie may man <laughs> it's so offensive <laughs> he wasn't as patient as i had hoped he actually said hey man i think it's maybe best you don't come Oh, because you were asking him so many questions? Yeah, he was like, I think it's a bit too much. Yeah. So he like 
basically took me off the show. Put the kibosh on it. Dude, I was devastated. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I talked to my mom for like two weeks. I packed well, a he, bag. He, I was like, I'm running away. The, probably the amount of questions, he's probably like, oh, he's not even mentally there yet. Yeah. Like if he's asked me like, hey, like... Like, it, where's my mom going to sit? You know, stuff like it that. It was all stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, you're a little bit too green. Like, I want to help you, but like, you are like bright green right mm-hmm. now. Dude, I was devastated, mm-hmm. but I, I kept in touch with him from time to time. And like, maybe six months later, mm-hmm. he's doing a theater in Youngstown, Ohio. And he was like, if you want to do a guest spot on this one, come through. So my mom drives me up there. Wow. It's my first time seeing a tour bus. This tour bus is outside with a space on it and everything. We go inside of the theater. I've never performed in a theater before. It was like, I think maybe 800 people. It wasn't huge, but it's a lot of fucking Dude, people. theater for a 15-year-old comic? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was terrifying. Yeah. And so he had me go up. I did like seven minutes, and it went like, it went okay. Mm-hmm. And he hands me a $100 bill, and it was the first time I'd ever been paid for a show ever and he was like sam kennison was the first person to ever pay me to do a guest spot so i wanted to return the favor as long as you promise to do the same for somebody else in your future i was like yeah absolutely and um from that point on we just uh we kept in touch and oh i'm sorry leaving out a very important detail at this same show um yeah so i must have been 16 and i told him like I, I, I want to move to LA and do this. And he, and uh, he told me, he was like, don't move to LA until LA is like begging for you to go there. Yeah. So when it was time for me to, when I graduated high school early and I was, I told him like, Hey, I'm about to move to LA. He was like, I don't know if you should, I think you should work in, in Ohio. Like, you know, fucking reach the ceiling in Ohio in. first. Yeah. yeah. And then when it's time, you'll, you'll know when it's time to go out there. And then when I moved to LA and things actually started going my way and he was taking me to like, he would. I didn't have any money. I was sleeping on couches. So he would like take me to go get go get lunch, and he'd make me order like four meals. So he, that's what I would have stuff to take home with yeah. me. Just the nicest guy, and he would be like, "I was wrong." To hear him say that was like it was. It, he felt so proud, and that was so warming to have somebody you look up to so much give you that kind of um, acceptance. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and uh, from that point on, we just were great friends. We hung out around LA plenty of times. And he would always, um, whenever I was still living in Ohio, he used to let me, because he had a place in Nashville as well, around by Zanies. Yeah. He would let me drive down there where I would take a Greyhound bus from Columbus to, to Nashville. And then he would let me sleep on his couch and he would always pay me like a good amount extra for the holidays so I could like buy my family presents and stuff right. like that. Just the nicest guy. Took me on my first tour bus tour when I was 19, paid for me Ooh. to get my teeth done. What? He paid for you to get your teeth done? Well, the money he paid for me, he gave me on tour, I right. used for that. Did you have messed up teeth? Dude, before? I had Ohio teeth. Interesting. It was I was bad. literally just about to ask you, uh, I was curious if you had awkward phases growing up as a kid. Oh, yeah, dude. I didn't lose my virginity until like three months before I moved to LA. <laughs> Whoa, getting that Ohio in. Oh, and I thought it was like the best ever. And you moved to LA and you're like, it was what was I doing? Like, I was in danger. That was in Ohio 3. <laughs> Dude, I had no... Yeah, like, are you from like a relatively small town? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm from the city part of Kansas City. So, like, I wouldn't say it's like a small town. Well, like, it's... You move away from in that town. In comparison to, like, L.A. or some yeah. of the bigger metropolis cities, the, like in Atlanta or something yeah. like that. It's a smaller a The city girls in you comparison. thought were, in, were so hot in high school. <laughs> you were like, this is, like, the baddest chick in the world. When I, yeah, when my middle school and, and high school, I was like, these girls are unbelievable. Oh, yeah, you moved to L.A. You're like, those girls couldn't be these girls' assistants. Like, it's... <laughs> It's bro. It's a culture shock. Do not come to LA if you're not willing to risk it all. Okay. I mean that's true. It's so many hot girls out here, and that's what TikTok. And you've been you've been you've been plagued with a few that you've been in relationships with, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've had you've had some lookers. I know. You've had some females that I've had crushes on. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to be careful. Careful what you wish for. Is what I'll say. Yeah. It's but like they, it's, I, I hate that I've had to learn this lesson so early. I, I mean, it's obviously has its perks. Right. But like, it's made me realize like you really do have to have a connection with somebody if you're going to date them. Because right. I, I slept with one girl before I moved out here. When I moved out here, I was like, oh fuck anything. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. any hot girl who will talk to me, like, please sleep with me because you're the hottest thing I've ever seen. Every girl was. Yeah. But now I'm just like, ugh. How many times do you go to Tulum a year? 
Hot girls in LA fucking love Tulum, man. They go to Tulum like it's Ralph's. Like you can't do your cocaine at home. There's so many turnoffs about hot now, girls now. Do you think because you look a certain way that a certain kind of girl is attracted to you right away? Does that make sense? Um, I I understand why you could think that, but hot girls don't really pursue, especially in LA. Right, you still everyone's have to coming to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah m- majority of the time, I mean, sometimes you'll have an instant click. You know, like yeah. sometimes if you approach a girl and she'll immediately like you back. Awesome. But no, not for the most part. Hello, I'm Eli the Elephant, and Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by Upstart. Dope. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help on your path to financial freedom. That sounds pretty sick. Listen, I hate borrowing money from friends, especially from elephants, because they never forget them out you owe them. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt, all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. <laughs> assess. With just a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved by the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt has taken over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. I'm starting to think this is exactly what we all need. Find out how Upstart.com can lower your monthly payments today when you go to Upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. That's Upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Yeah, what the elephant said. I had an idea for a segment that I thought would be pretty funny. Oh, shit. And it does involve wigs. Okay. I thought so. There's so many wigs around here. There's a lot of wigs. And you're, you, dude, you're not even seeing. Do you see those bins? Yeah. There's tons of wigs in there. Like tons it of It feels wigs. like there's whole bodies in there. There's bodies of my different characters in there. There's literally full there's full wardrobes and wigs of my different characters from from over the years in those bins. Can I say the first thing I the first thing I respected about you when I moved to town before I even knew you was how much you can commit to characters in improv cuz I don't have that ability whatsoever. I got demolished like my second time ever on stage. I tried to do like a commitment to an act out and it fucking bombed. It scarred me for life. So okay, the fact so that you can do that is amazing. What was the do you remember the act out that you did? Not like the specific joke, but it was a crying bit. Okay, where great. it was like I end up on the ground. Oh, that dude! Anytime you end up on the ground, that's a, that's heavy, heavy commitment. And you have to get up in silence. Oh yeah. You want to kill yourself? There's no worse feeling than like I'm on the floor and they're laughing so hard, and then just like. <clears throat> so I was at school the other day. <laughs> like, bro, it's it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. So do you avoid doing act out based stuff? Because, you know, partially kind of like a skiing, snowboarding thing where you're like, I had it real rough that time. And I don't think that that's my thing. Now I'm getting more comfortable because I'm starting yeah. to learn my voice more with stand up. Sure. Like and I'll, you've been doing it a long time now, too. So Yeah, I, I have a pretty good sense of like, this is going to be funny this time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, obviously we go home, and write the shit out. Right. OK, so this is this is the, the bit idea that I okay. have. OK, uh, this next segment is called Wig. Have you seen the movie She's All That? Um, yeah, where they turn like uh, an ugly girl hot, right? Right. Okay. Okay, great. We are going to do a reverse She's All That. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> we all have eyes. We know you're a handsome guy. Thanks, all right. Man. The viewers see it. I want to make you ugly. Dude, what if my career flourishes after this? Do you have any idea how divisive that's going to be for me? I want to make you ugly. Oh, and, shit. and here's the thing. Because you're, uh, I'm going to make you ugly, you're going to give me pointers okay. on how to become more handsome. Okay. Is there like a time cutoff? <laughs> Is there... I've got that's I've, like listen man I only got so much time with you look, I was saving these for roast battle but I've got some notes as to how we could step it up oh my god wow okay Loki feel like I'm pulling it off 
Is okay. that conceited to say? Okay, I'm gonna Play Captain I'm, Planet. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. The, I mean, this is gonna be. This is. I have my work cut out for me to make this man look ugly. Hey, real quick. This better not be the thumbnail. Okay. I swear <laughs> to God, if this is the clickbait photo, I'm gonna be furious, bro. I don't know how to tell you. Oh my God. Okay. 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 Now there's some glasses that are underneath there as well. If you can reach those. So you definitely look like um, like like a library. You got some librarian energy. I look right like now. I don't like Dave Chappelle's comedy. <laughs> I mean that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Okay. Do you know how to cross your eyes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're getting somewhere, people. That just looks like I'm about to bust. Okay. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> that's your that's your bust face. <laughs> if you going cross eyed If you don't go cross eye when you bust, you're not really trying. What are the, oh, what's that one breed of penguin? You got that going on right now. Loki, I've been trying to do that with my hair for months and I can't get it. So God bless you. Okay. All right. So you got the hair. All right. I got the hair. Now what you're going to want to do is now you're going to want to take your underbite just past the teeth. There you go. To enhance the jawline a little bit. Oh, enhance No it. one's, no one's going to question it. They're just going to think that's a solid jawline. They're not going to okay. see the underbite. It's like this. You're going to, you're going to want to. Sorry, I had to take these off to see you better. Right. Now you're going to want to squint your eyes. There you go. But don't, you don't wrinkle the forehead. Now you want to leave the mouth subtly open. Like there's a, like, like you suck a little dick. Yeah, just like a little. Dude. Are y'all as hard as me right now? This is solid. That took no work at all. Are you kidding me? Hey guys, what's up? If you didn't care, if you didn't, if you, if you cared what people thought about you, you could be a really good looking dude. <laughs> understand it's not it's not it's not far you're you're so close but you're like ah, i'm gonna be funny instead come on man you're if you weren't nice and funny you'd be really good looking dude dude that that's one of the funnier roast jokes i've heard about me that is so freaking funny if you cared about what people thought about you, you might actually be good looking. You're so close, man. Okay, now you these can pull this two, hair off too, by the way. These, thank you. Mm -hmm. These two need to have a conversation now. Okay. Okay. All okay. Right? okay. Hey, I was uh, wondering if you could maybe uh, make yourself scarce when Jennifer comes over. Huh. I was I was just kind of wondering if I could watch you guys again. Okay. Um, I won't make any noise this time. Darren, you weren't invited the first time, okay? And uh, if if I told her uh, that you were there, then mm -hmm. she'd probably never see me again. So. Well, you you don't know that for sure. She thinks I'm she thinks I'm really funny and a nice guy. You're not the only person. Who knows how to talk to girls in this house, Brendan? Listen, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but she was being a, a sweet girl, all right? Um, she doesn't think you're funny. She doesn't think you're nice. Uh, you're creepy, man. Literally, how am I creepy? I stayed in the corner, in the shadows. I didn't, I didn't touch anybody. I didn't make any noises. It was just me and Pamela Anderson. On our own little date, you guys just happen to be in the same room, okay? And I commend you for, uh, you know, uh, being stealthy and uh, and not making noise. Uh, but when I was mid-stroke, uh, I heard you sneeze a little bit one of the times. I have allergies. You yeah. know that. I, did, I forgot my Claritin in the car. Yeah. Um, you were huffing on your inhaler, and then uh, luckily... I was excited. It, well, yeah, it, it luckily timed out for when we reached our peak. So, look, just because you have luscious blonde hair and a formidable underbite doesn't mean you can talk down on people like me. I have, I have a girlfriend too, you know. What's your girlfriend's name? Um, and, and um, it looks like you're thinking of it right now. No, I, I was thinking about some other stuff earlier. From the um, her name is. Mike Kayla Wiggins. I've never met a Mike Kayla before. Well, she's never met you either, fucking turd. What'd you say? <sighs> Nothing. Do you, 
Listen, you gotta stand up for yourself. You're my brother, okay? I have scoliosis. I can't stand up for myself, okay? This is my permanent posture. Um, wow, this, this got real. I didn't realize that. God <laughs> dark. No disrespect to the scoliosis community. There we go, and back to looking like I vape. Oh. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> Dude, you... You just did. You just did that handsome guy mirror look. That <laughs> making sure my jaw's still there, <laughs> dude. Is, are we still good? Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank God. Still accented. Oh my God! I thought I didn't have a neck for you. A second. You've been. Um, you box a lot, right? I do. How long have you been boxing? A couple years now, like consistently for like three years. I love it. You ever been? I have. Uh, <laughs> I've been to uh, Jamar's boxing gym. I didn't get in the ring or anything. We just worked out there one time, and he about killed me with his exercise. Dude, it's the best workout ever. He fought her, dude. Did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't see that. They were doing like a comedian boxing league I or whatever. I would not want to step in the ring with Jamar. They asked me to be a part of it. I was like, why? <laughs> why would I do that? You're like, why would I? Like, <laughs> Come yeah. on. I do this for fun. So, Come on. You guys have nothing to lose facially. Awesome. Well, some of us have an entire career based upon up here. Right. Okay? Right. I'm not right? doing it. Right. Also, I have plenty of people who want to punch me in the face, so I'm not going to give them an excuse. Yeah, I feel like that's a weird like excuse. Like, hey, Matt, uh, you want to join this league? Uh, we'd love to cre- have you, man. Yeah, they created the league for that and then <laughs> right. when i said no they were like ah stupid idea yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know it got postponed due to covid don't yeah. worry about it yeah, yeah. it was during covid i'm pretty sure yeah yeah and oh, i knew some like, boxers and some jujitsu people who did not give an no I, st- I started doing jujitsu at the beginning of covid because it was mm-hmm. like a small gym sure and i did it for a couple months learned some really cool stuff but i had to stop man it's uh too it's, hard or not your no, sport d- it's just <sighs> It's kind of fucking gay, man. In 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 a not offensive way, it's you just heard it here, it's man. very gay. Oof. Like it's just the biggest, sweatiest dudes who for sure Oof. did not shower in the past two days just dick up against you for hours. Mm. Mm. And the, and they don't, they don't like pair you up with somebody your own size. It's just like with anybody. Oh, okay. So I'm like rolling around with somebody who stinks, and they're like six five. 245 dick on my shoulder i'm like i don't need i don't need this right right for what i'd rather hit from a distance like this yeah i'd rather kiss a man on on the mouth you know what i mean if i'm gonna do it why beat around the bushes have you ever had to do that for a scene in a movie or anything like that i did have to what was that like and what was it what is it a tv show was it a movie what was it dude this is so bad it was for a short film that never came out Yep, dude. The all things the things you do in dude, Hollywood, dude. All the people who are listening or watching who just heard you say jujitsu's gay are I, so happy right now. I know You're like, it's for a short film that didn't come out, yeah. and we found out the cameras weren't rolling, bro. The, I, I did it for this producer who was like, he was one of the producers on um, Southpaw boxing movie, actually. Okay, yeah, and uh, super gay obviously mm-hmm. and he ended up like getting like me too for some shit i think so like the movie like never came out but i tell you what's worse by the way the experience was just clarifying i had never kissed a dude before but right. now i know for sure not my thing you you can tell it's a dude right right but i found out the dude who i had to kiss for that he um i ran into him at some event like maybe three years ago this, <laughs> this was like six years ago was it chiller or was it that moment like seeing an ex like hey what well, What's up? I didn't know you were going to be here. More awkward than that. I didn't remember him and he remembered me so much. Oh. Which was like kind of flattering, you know? <laughs> so I'm talking to him. I'm yeah. talking to him. We talked yeah. for like 15 minutes. Okay. And immediately I find out, I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, my girlfriend's here. I'm like, you're not gay? And he was like, no, are, are you? And I was like, no. And I was like, how much? So we started talking about the movie and I was right. like, did you get paid for that or whatever? I mean, I got paid at least. Yeah. And and he was like, no, I, I, was, I wasn't getting paid. I was just like an extra. And I was like, hold on. Why did you do the movie? Then? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You had no lines. But he got bumped up for a scene to do a kissing scene? Like, what, what yeah. was the context of the scene? The context was like, I, I don't know I'm gay. And then I go to like a gay club and I, I meet eyes with this dude. And, we fought, and he kind of like follows me into the back room and like... 
and then we just start like start kissing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, can't cancel me for being homophobic. There you got, go. Got under my card now. You got it. And and we kiss, and so so I'm asking him like, why did you do that? He was like, I was new to L.A. I just needed some kind of experience, like something to like put on a reel. Yeah. I guess. Interesting. And uh, so yeah, he did this. So like, I felt used. That I, I'm like, I didn't get paid that much for a movie that never came out. I got put myself. I put myself in, in a relatively uncomfortable situation. Yeah. But it, you know, it's it's fucking acting. You know. Sure. This guy got nothing out of it whatsoever. Like I felt so bad that he got used for that. He was a good looking dude. He got a memory. He got, <laughs> he got you, a good kiss. You, for, you forgot it. He, you, you like deleted it from your memory. Immediately. And he's like, Matt, I've been thinking about you for a long time, man. <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't want to call this fate, but why are we both at this movie premiere right oh, now? Oh, man, if we met at another gay club, like in real life, we met like we ran into each other like the Abbey, then I'd be like, well, now nah, nah, I feel like we have to revisit. He's like, it's a sign. You're like, listen, man, I'm just trying to hang out at this gay bar and have <laughs> yeah, a I'm just trying time. to get some free drinks, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not buying, deuces. Yeah, see you later, man. Nice guy. I don't remember how we got on this topic. Uh, I don't, I, for whatever reason, I asked you if you ever, uh, had done a scene in a movie. I don't know how, what sparked that question, but we were talking about something. Um, yeah. You got gay real quick. Yeah. Um, let's get into this next segment. It's called fanning out. Oh, okay. Fanning out. Questions from fans. I, uh, asked if people had any, uh, questions or scene suggestions. Uh, yeah, most of them us. were mean. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh. There was way more trolls than usual for when I, um, you know, I post. And I think that that's probably one of those things where handsome guy, you probably get some haters out there. Yeah, um, you're, you're, I mean, you're used to getting that with being a guy who is probably better looking than the average comedian. You probably get that online sometimes. Yeah, all the time. I do, yeah. I love when people are like, "Oh, well, this guy gets so much Botox or his lip filler." I'm well, like, I saw some of these, and you were in, you were most of the time. I purposely don't tag my guests just in case there's dickheads <laughs> in the comments. But you engaged with a lot of these questions, and yeah. I was laughing reading your engagement with oh, a lot of these. Thank you. Yeah, because I was like, I mean, that's one way to handle it. Because it's like. Yeah, haters are gonna hate. Dude, you gotta I, keep I have on moving. such a hard time not responding when people, because like, if they're being, if they're joking, like, dude, we're comics. Like, I have a great sense of humor. Like, yeah. I'm never gonna take anything serious. Yeah. But you can tell when somebody is just purposely trying to be a dick. I know. That's I what know. bothers me. Like, I can joke back. Anybody, dude, I'm, I love getting roasted. It's my favorite thing. If it's roasting, I don't care. I think it's funny. If it's people purposely being mean, I'll usually, I, lately I've just been blocking. I'm like, I just don't even wanna see it. I'm like, interesting. I'm like I'm so confrontational. I I have such a hard problem not being like, "What's up?" I have so bad. I, I need to work on it. But it's also like with the internet, people just feel like they can say anything, and I think that's the most unhealthy thing in human civilization right Somebody now. Somebody put it really well to me um, that I liked a lot is, "Would you allow somebody to say what they're saying in your house?" Never. That's why I'm like, I don't feel bad about blocking people. If I see something, I'm like, I would never have this conversation with somebody in real life. Mm. I literally never. So why, why do I subject myself to it? So I'm just like, eh, it's a great rule. And that's how I look at it. If it's funny or like, or I'm bored or something, mm. then there you go. Then I'll right. engage. But do my fa my favorite thing that people will say whenever I engage is they'll be like, some comedian, you got all the time in the world to respond to haters or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I have all the time I'm a comedian even if i had some of the time right this is what i'm so happy using it for yeah, i have yeah, no yeah. problem with that i can sleep till 2 p.m uh people were multiple people were actually uh curious about this zach dot underscore hacker what's the best bicep workout <laughs> he's gotta hit him every day man not every day like every other day is it a lot of curls every day no i mix it up my problem is i don't eat enough because i hate cooking so it's hard for me to get gains, to get enough I protein guess. and stuff like that yes so i spin my wheels a lot but you want to do i were to try to gain muscle that should be your next segment is i just what, come in here and train you right what would you looking at me mm -hmm. from a training point what would you be like how do i gain muscle and wait, what what would be the fastest way? Well, everyone, everyone's just gonna be roasting me for not being like a personal trainer or nutritionist. So what I'm gonna say is probably wrong, but if I were you, I mean, you just need to eat a lot of protein and a lot of calories and okay. lift a lot of heavy weight. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Less reps, heavier weight. And eat really because you, I mean, you're a really thin guy, so your metabolism's yeah. solid. Yeah, I'm dude. My stomach right now is literally going, I'm, I'm so hungry. hungry. Yeah, I'm I got hungry so like hungry. while the podcast was going on. I'm constantly hungry. Do you cook? No, if I cooked, I would probably weigh a lot more, mm. but there will be moments where if my wife doesn't go to the grocery store, she'll come home and she'll be like, What have you been eating? And I go, Oh, I, just, I didn't haven't been eating, and she goes, "What are you? Why didn't you get food?" I was like, "There was there wasn't anything in the fridge." I'm like, "I'm so bad about like fixing things." I'm the same way. I'm so impatient. Like yeah. when I'm hungry, I'm like, "I want to eat right now." I don't. I can't be like, "I'll probably be hungry in like 45 minutes." I Let know me... people who do meal prep. There takes like a couple hours. I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's a couple hours." I love the taste of food, but for me, I'm like, it's, "I'd rather just be like, oh, this wait." <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a foodie at all. I'm, I'll totally just wait. I'm like, oh, I'll go somewhere. Or yeah, I'll yeah, postmate yeah. something, which yeah. is such a waste of money. Only reason I want to be successful is to be rich enough to have like a live-in chef. That would be the dream. That would be pretty dope. That would be pretty dope. A uh, lot of questions on here. Um, Shoot. How did you get connected with Elton Casty and his crew? Oh. Nathan Babb on Instagram. Oh, what's up, Nathan? Uh Elton is a, a good friend of mine. He's a professional. He's a, he's a YouTuber. Very successful. Mm-hmm. Millions of subscribers. Um, does very well on it. Um, so he dabbles in stand-up as well. Uh, he does it from, from time to time. He used to do it a lot more. I think he's starting to pick it back up. So we met through a mutual friend. He was doing some YouTube video for like a prank. And he just needed some funny people. And it was like $200 for like a three-hour shoot. So I was yeah. like, sure. So I went to that and then the vi- the video went like super viral and most of the comments were about me. So I guess I stood out for it. And uh, from that, he just like threw me in another video and then he started doing, and we started hanging out as friends a little bit. And then he started doing this, uh, this might be an interesting topic. I'm interested to know your thoughts on it. He started doing this overnight channel, which is all ghost hunting. And because Ooh. he has, I mean, has a lot of money, he can afford to like rent out all of like the most famous haunted places in the country and now what? the world. Does like he still do that? Yeah, we just went to London for like three weeks straight and went to like the most famous places in all of like what United the Kingdom. Frick? It was amazing. Oh my So I goodness. love that stuff. So when I saw he started to do that, I was like, "Yo, if I can never be involved," and he was like, "I kind of have a team that I do it with." And yeah. He somebody dropped out of it and there was an opening, so now I kind of add you know humor. To their to their to their thing it's it's so it's so much fun that's so cool did I, you see anything or did you feel anything dude some really weird stuff happened i didn't know this about the united kingdom especially ireland but like so much of it is like demonic like built on like devil worshiping so there's a lot of places we went to were there's like also at. a lot in, in europe uh there's a lot of different places that are haunted because there's a lot of tragedy that mm-hmm. happened and so so much like so so long yeah. in history yes like think about any place in america that you're like this is old it's probably haunted right dude we were going to places that like these were buildings that are still standing today they're like a thousand years old like they're they're older than our entire country so you think about any place that's old in america that's haunted you go over there everything's older than that mm-hmm. so like the odds of you living somewhere or being in a building and it not being haunted are pretty slim but we, it was really, really scary, man. That we had some some really creepy stuff happen. Oh man, that's so you guys can check that out. It's the TFIL Overnight Channel. Oh, yeah, when does that come out? Um, he releases a new video like every three or four days. Okay. We did the Cecil Hotel downtown oh, after the documentary came out. That's awesome. They blindfolded me, turned off all the lights in the building, sent me up like blindfolded me, put me on a random floor, gave me just a flashlight and a GoPro, and I had to like find them in the building oh that's terrifying it was terrifying yeah that's it was that's, so scary that's just scary like richard ramirez lived in the building like it was terrifying dude yeah but so much fun. i don't know why i love it did you feel anything there at the cecil not really it just kind of it's creepy yeah obviously but it was also like run down so it's easy to feel creep right the, the stuff in the united kingdom though is like you've feel you feel like you a heaviness and stuff like that dude yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't believe in that stuff at all but like definitely felt some weird things heard some things saw some things it's creepy Ooh, oh my goodness um this guy asked this is what's so funny to me about people who ask uh these questions sometimes this guy said how'd he land kate back in sale and then he said uh right after you responded you said not questioning people in Instagram comments, and then Fern Smoking said, "Love the special. Watched it last night." <laughs> <laughs> so this was the same person. Same person. 
So it's like it was a roast and then ah, I'm just kidding. A kind of. I think it's more of like I think sometimes people put stuff out there to um to Get see you to if you can engage. Uh, I think that's a big I think that's a big thing. It's gotcha. like will this person respond to me? Gotcha. Yeah, it, I mean and if I, I I don't know, there's no process for it. Sometimes I feel like it, sometimes I don't. Um I don't know, just don't be a fucking internet troll and you probably have a better chance of getting anybody that you want. No no girl is like I fucking love trolls. You know who I like? My boyfriend talks you know so who, much shit You know online. who I like is that guy who is talking crap in the comment section. Oh my god. <laughs> he the, was so... The way he called me a clown and the way he dragged that guy. Oh my the, the way god. he said I had cellulite on my thigh, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, come over here. The guy with like an anime profile picture whose <laughs> name is just a bunch of letters and numbers. Who has three followers but follows 10,000 people. Dra- bro, the fact that these uh, people exist drives me insane. Oh, when I was 16 years old, we were leaving the county fair, which was, you know, like, <laughs> that's Lollapalooza for Ohio people. <laughs> and it's he and I, and we run into these two girls that we know. And we both have crushes on these girls, and it's drunk, or it's it's late. We're all drunk on grape pop, not soda pop. And they're like, "Hey, what's the move after this?" And we're like, "Well, Cooper's parents are out of town, so why don't you come over to our place? You guys can crash over there." So we go back. Mind you, I'm a virgin hard. Like the kind of virgin where you're like, ah, you're telling everybody like, I get, I fuck, dude. <laughs> and we go back. Cooper brings up the, mat- like the mattress from their second bedroom into his bedroom. And he and his girl are on their bed. And me and this girl are on the floor bed. Romance. And it's not romantic at all. There's no rose petals on the bed. There's like Bud Light bottle caps. Like it's trash. So we lay down and we're kissing and everything. And Cooper is kissing his girl up there. And I guess they're finally like, they're not going to do anything. So they just kind of go to sleep. So I reach over and I start fingering her and at 15 you think or at 16 you're like oh, i'm killing it right now but i was <laughs> but i was probably just like pressing an elevator button you know it was there was no skill involved at all that poor girl so she reaches over and grabs me by my penis something i've never felt before I was like, that's not my hand. I know my hand. And she starts giving me a hand job. And it feels incredible. I'm like, I'm looking around the room. I'm like, how how is nobody else getting to feel this? I want to wake Cooper up and be like, yo, you got to try this. And I liked her so much. I was very turned on by her. And I've also, I've never been touched by another human being before. So as I near the climax, I go, oh, something's happening. And I came so much. Even a Brazzers production crew would be like, oh my god, dude. It was so bad. Even she was like, oh, 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 oh. Like, I don't know if you've ever hit yourself in the collarbone before, but it's it's vulnerable. It's all over me. It's all over her. It's just a mess. And there's no paper towels or anything i can't walk to the bathroom like this so i take off 
one of Cooper's pillowcases. <laughs> and I'm just kinda sham-wowing it off of my body and off of her while whispering, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And finally, once this thing is just coated, what do I do with the evidence? So I panic and I slide it under his bed behind like some boxes of shit. Never told him about it. This might be the first time he ever hears about it. I don't know if he ever found it, but it's terrifying to imagine that like four months later he was cleaning out his room and he just pulls out this sheet of pillowcase that is just solid. And he's going to have no... I, I hope his first thought is... Did I do this? And you didn't. It was your pal, Matt. And that is the story of my first hand job. That poor guy. That was beautiful. Notes. It's a lot to unpack. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> Dude. I mean. I felt so bad. It might still be under there. The thing that's terrifying to me is not just leaving that, is more the smell over the years. Oh, I didn't even think about Ooh. that. Because you don't think about cum smelling until it's there for a minute. And you're like, oh. Nobody thinks about cum smelling until it's spoiled. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Nobody thinks about it. Cum is funny, man. Because it's fresh. It comes <laughs> out fresh. It, it comes out fresh. And, 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 and then, you know... And then later on, you're like, why does it smell like sex in here? Oh, my God. <laughs> we, it's, it's all happened to us. Come is why I hate shower sex. Like, I can't jerk off in the shower, ever. You ever get it on your hand, and you got to, like, in the shower, you got to, like... Well, that's what the water's for. Yeah, but, like, water makes it, like, stringy. It's, like, kind of gross. Well, that's if you're doing this with it. No, I'm not fucking <laughs> testing the consistency. <laughs> you're saying if it... Like... <laughs> Alright, when it this is over, it turns go into jerk off in your shower and you want you to look at it. Bro, you're talking to me like I've never looked at my cum in the shower. <laughs> it gets weirder. No, the, <laughs> that thi the things that get weirder are is when you fart in a hot shower uh, and then the steam comes up and hits you in the face. That gets weirder. That's the cum bad. just goes... No, it <laughs> down doesn't. The, down it's, the drain. It stays on you. Is my cum like venom? Like it just kind of... Dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's a symbiote. <laughs> you got that white venom suit. It's coming over you. Blue-eyed white venom. That's the name of my dick now. White venom. That's what you call cum is white venom. White venom. Oh. Yeah, and just when you're about to bust, you're like, I'm going to give you that white venom, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, dude, Matt, this is a great way to close the pod. Um... Uh, Matt has a one hour special that you can watch for free right now on YouTube. It's called Matt Rife OnlyFans. I highly encourage you guys to go check that out. I've watched uh, the first part of it. I plan on watching the rest of it soon. Thanks, and uh, it looks great. Sounds great. It's awesome. What part man. did you turn it off? What part were you like, ah, I'm going to go to bed? No, it was just, I was more just like doing my research before uh, we did the pod today. Mm. And uh, I liked your, uh, I really liked the intro that you did um, for the special about kind of how the special came together and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Dude. It was kind of a nice touch. It was well, like a nice personal touch. When you did your special, did you do it through a production company? Because you did it all yourself, right? Yeah, mine was different because we, when we originally filmed it, we weren't setting out originally to shoot a special um and we sold the concept later after we had filmed it if that oh, makes sense shit. like i was planning on when i originally shot it i wanted to put out like either a uh 
I was thinking about like a, a part crowd work, part documentary, because I interviewed my family when I went back to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the pandemic hit, I had filmed a bunch of material that I was like, this will take me forever to get that material back up and running. I was like, it's I got to release this now mm-hmm. because and so we put material crowd work and the the family interviews and and the sh- the show was so bizarre that happened with my family there i was like i want this other people to see this because this will never happen again oh of course it's so unique yeah it's a yeah it's but, a once in a lifetime show man it's incredible yeah i de- so i was like i want to put this out there for people so obviously the next special uh going in i i learned a lot from mm-hmm. from this one um business side and just like creative side of it but like i'm really proud that i put it out there and yeah. uh, that the people can see it but uh check out matt rife only fans i gotta ask did you call it that because people google that a lot yeah it's, it, was, it was a mix so i mean it's kind of a double meaning for it yeah. um one side of it what i wanted to do was the marketing right. obviously i could do if so many people fucking think i'm good looking or whatever then it's like it gives me an excuse to post like satirically sexy things right. and hashtag everything only fans which drives traffic to it of course and i also i mean i have a lot of female fans and a lot of gay fans that are constantly asking does my wife have an only fans? so right. that google search is going to be number one right um and the other one is because i did a i did this special through mostly a, a gofundme yeah and it wasn't for a network or a production company or anything and it, the idea came to do this special because i was kind of i felt weird about where i was in my career everything felt kind of stagnant i was like why isn't anything growing and i was like well it's because i'm not doing anything i'm not on a show right now i'm not posting weekly clips i was like these people have nothing to be a fan of so i wanted to produce a special for for the fans like yeah it's not going to go on. I, I know Netflix isn't going to buy it. I'm not on their radar like that yet. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to put something out for the people who probably already know me. So it's for the fans. And then they helped fund it. The support I got for it was unbelievable. So I yeah. mean, it's also by the fans. And I gave a lot of them uh, special thanks for producer credit in it because they helped out so tremendously. So yeah, it's a bit of both. That's awesome, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, Matt Reif, dude. Had a blast having you on, brother. Thank Likewise, you so much for coming man. on. And uh, check out a special now, guys. Anything else you want to plug? No, that's it. Please just go watch and share it. Um, it's very different than what we did here today. So I hope you like it. And that's what Jeremiah Wonders is all about, bringing the different out of people. <laughs> Love you, brother. Thanks for being here. Love you, man. Thank you.